entering the Nerd United Nations podcast. Nicholson and Jared Boots. Uh, hello, nerds and nerdettes. Welcome to the Nerd United Nations podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Nicholson, and I could not do this alone because if I did, it would probably be one hell of a train wreck. <laughs> so I'd like to introduce my co ambassador, Jared Boots. How are you now, Jared? Good, Neil. Uh, not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> So today, since it's basically basically Christmas, let's just go ahead and say that, um, we're going to talk about things that we do to get into the Christmas spirit. You know, I think everybody does. You know, we have our things that we do, the movies we watch, you know, the TV shows that we might, the Christmas specials that we might watch, the music we listen to, um, you know, just all those things that help us, you know, get into that warm, fuzzy, happy Christmas spirit. Because, you know, I think we all, it kind of keeps us sane because, you know, it can be a pretty busy time for, you know, for all of us or for some people, you know, when you're running around getting Christmas gifts or just going to Christmas parties and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we thought it would be kind of neat to talk about you know, the pop culture side of things, and, uh, yeah, we'll see, you know, maybe we'll, I don't know, <laughs> see where it goes from there. <laughs> oh, and by the way, happy Black Friday to everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you took the time from shopping to come listen to this episode, thank you for doing that. <laughs> Take a break from people. We get it. <laughs> I don't need to go out on Black Friday to take a break from people. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, is there any so outside of the pop culture side of Christmas? What do you do to get yourself in the Christmas spirit before we dive into the pop culture stuff? Well, um, basically, like either around like well, my birthday being Monday, uh, the twenty fifth, usually. Um, I'll put like we'll put the tree up then, or either that week. Kind of we we kind of just decide, yeah, let's put the tree up. And it's usually been around my birthday, so like either on or after, we will put the tree up, and that kind of gets us into the Christmas spirit. And we, you know, my mom and I will you know get all the decorations and everything out. And um, you know, first thing to do though is you've got to crank up the Christmas music because that's you know you can't that's kind of mandatory. 
So Christmas music comes on, and then we get all the stuff out, and we decorate the tree, and, you know, um, we talk about, like, we take out all the decorations and stuff, and a lot of them, they're all, you know, there's a lot of them that we have that are older and have meaning, and so, like, we're, like, you know, talking about the, you know, memories of it, and so, uh, yeah, that's kind of what, that's kind of the start of it. Um, It's kind of getting the house decorated and tree up, and... Yeah, I think that's it's definitely the the thing that gets me in, definitely into that that good push into the Christmas spirit. So yeah, what do you do? Me do anything? Oh, I'm I'm a big sucker for uh, Christmas light displays. It mm. Takes me back when I was a kid. I used to go around like a Christmas light displays and. Uh, just just uh, just a couple days ago, the night before Thanksgiving, my girlfriend Kelsey and I went and did a uh, family walk. At, oh, my hometown does something that they call the Symphony of Lights, where they have like a mile stretch of Eagle Point Park decorated in light displays. Oh, nice. So they usually do a 5K there too, like the Saturday after Thanksgiving, but they didn't do that this year. Um, so the ones that before Thanksgiving, they had a family walk, so we went and did that and. They had reindeers and elves and Santa and Mrs. Claus in the lodge. So we went and did that. That would be something nice to do. Nice little mile walk through the park with the lights. Mm-hmm. I, I just love my Christmas lights. And I don't really have it. Since I'm still living at home, I don't really have a routine to put up the tree. Because my dad's worrying about that with the two little girls running around. They like to get into things, don't they? <laughs> So all of you that have uh, cats, you know the struggle with Christmas trees and cats. Mm-hmm. I think it's more the struggle what to do with the nativity set than the tree. <laughs> yeah. I usually, when I live on my own, I usually have my decorations up. and Mine are uh, more Halloween-oriented than uh, the Christmas. The very night before Christmas-oriented. Yeah. Because, of course... <laughs> yeah, I usually have my decorations up about mm, early December, like before my birthday, which is mid-December. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the Christmas lights too. I think that's like my one of my favorite things. And like you all even and doing it again this year. I'm gonna, um, I actually have enough Christmas lights to go around my bedroom. So like I always have to plan it out for like okay the plug-ins there. And then string it up and around, and I just, it's, oh, pretty cool. <laughs> and then, yeah, touring the lights and stuff, and, you know, going for a drive, and, you know, we did that when I was a kid, too. We'd go around the neighborhoods and, you know, either go for a walk or go for a drive and go check out all the lights. And um, we have a, there's a garden center here, Vanderwees, and they always have this like amazing light display. So we go out there and we look and they have like all the trees decorated with lights and um, it's really, really pretty. And uh, so, yeah, so we do that. And uh, there's even a couple times um, within the last couple years that we went down to Duluth and they have uh, Bentleyville lights and it's all in Canal Park, and you walk through, and they've got Christmas music playing, and it's all these different light displays, and um, some pop culture things, like you're like Rudolph and all that kind of stuff. But it's really pretty. You just you walk through, and they have like like light tunnels, where there's lights overhead, and you walk through, and yeah, it's really pretty. So 
Yeah. What about Christmas walks? Do you have Christmas walks up there too? Like down here, we have. A, I used to go with my buddy Brad to this small town called Morrison. We used to do a Christmas walk there. I usually have it like early December. Then you have like shops. You'd have like trolley rides and or like horse drawn rides. You have Santa and like people selling hot cider or cocoa. I used to do that uh, quite a bit as when I was in my twenties with him, and then. uh take my little brother or take some of our other friends with us or we also have a thing down here called the festival of trees which is sort of like sort of what you just kind of described with the one down in duluth that's i'm sure kelsey and i'll be doing that this year too is going on the festival of trees down the quad cities mm-hmm. just yeah, those small things like that can be the christmasy spirit mm-hmm. yeah we don't really have um any like christmas walks or anything like that but we do have a ton of christmas events like um a lot of like it's kind of the like craft shows and christmas events and just i think yesterday they had um down on bay street they had um a christmas tree lighting thing um, and I think it's the second year that they've done that, where they've got, like, a really big tree, and they've decorated it, and they've lit it up, and um, I haven't been down to it yet, <laughs> but, yeah, they have, like, um, you know, Christmas activities and stuff going on down there, and then, they, yeah, they do the big lighting of the tree, and, yeah, so we do, we, we definitely, yeah, we have our little Christmas events and stuff, and, um, like, tomorrow is, they're going to, there's a whole event called the craft revival and it's basically like it's downtown, um, downtown Thunder Bay and you go to like local shops and stuff and, and they have vendors and art people and, and, um, it's all going to be kind of like Christmas themed and they kind of do this sort of throughout the year. So they do kind of seasonal events. So like this one's all Christmas. So yeah, that'll be really nice. So I like going to that. So you kind of walk around downtown and, you know, you can see all the, you know, decorated shops and stuff. And then, you know, you check out all the vendors and, yeah. Well, speaking of, while you're talking, I was trying to look it up. Um, If I'm not mistaken, if you are listening to this and you live in my area, uh, Mikey Rare and his wife, Nikki, that run R&F Haberdashery that we mentioned frequently in the show they will be doing the symphony of lights crafted vendor show december 7th and december 8th here in clinton so if you're familiar with how much we bring them up on our show that uh could not support them it'll be a craft show at the same symphony of lights thing that uh i'm doing the family walk i did the family walk for but uh <clears throat> yeah so go check them out yeah, I might go check them out too. I know I have a paranormal investigation that night. Let's see if I can check them out there. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it would be a pretty cool event. Uh, I used to work for the city of Clinton and they redid the lodge up really nice, like major overhaul of how it used to be. It mm-hmm. looks really nice in there now. When I was a kid, they used to have high school, like middle school dances there too. Like, the same lights display. Remember when you're taking the bus there and the bus getting like stuck in the snow? <laughs> or just trying to navigate the winding path with the snow and shit. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Yeah, gotta love snow. <laughs> if I don't have to be out of it, I don't mind it. Oh, exactly. Yeah, we got our... <laughs> So then they get through in the spirit too, those snow. Yeah. I think it sort of had, like, we recently got, like, a big dump of snow here, and um, I don't know, it's just prettied everything up. Like, that fresh fallen snow is just, oh, it's beautiful. You know, and it just, it feels very Christmassy. So I think, because, like, before, for, like, I don't know, it felt like the longest time, because usually it's, like, early November that we're starting to get snow. And, like, it's been, like, icing sugar, you know, and so it's like, uh, kind of just, you know, you're not feeling it yet. And now it's like, you know, sort of closer to December and they got a big dump of snow and it's just like, oh, it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got a, we got a batch of snow on Halloween. Everybody down here bitched. Oh. And it's like, like we live in the Midwest. It snows from October until freaking April. Yep. What'd you Here's expect? <laughs> see like here we we totally embrace winter like there you know there's still the crusty curmudgeons that are like oh, snow blah, 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 blah. it's like well this is northwestern ontario we get snow it's cold it's just how it is and but generally we embrace that shit like we we go outside we're doing there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens throughout the winter like outdoor activities like you're skating or sliding out at Loch Lomond skiing like a whole whack of stuff that happens throughout the winter so we certainly were not afraid of it we're just like yeah you know um you know just get on your layers your nipigan nylons and out the door like <laughs> you know oh yeah nipigan nylons are socks by the way <laughs> They're like they're the gray socks with the red stripe around it. Those are Nipigan uh, Island. That's what it is. Yeah. I'll stick I'll stick in pantyhose. <laughs> no, they're not pantyhose, they're socks. And they're usually like your sort of like really tall sock. And so that's what we call them. And they're actually a thing. Um some there's a couple knitters in Nipigan that actually made Nipigan nylons. Um, I'm not really sure where that came from, or we just started that just because it was kind of funny to call them that, and then it became a thing. Yeah, I don't know, but it's just what we call them. So, yeah, if you come to Thunder Bay and you hear somebody talk about Nipigan Nylons, they're a sock, <laughs> not pantyhose. So, if, so if you're in the area of Thunder Bay, <laughs> remember that. Yeah, remember. Oh, and if somebody mentions Persians, they from... eat cats. <laughs> Persians are a Thunder Bay thing. It's a cinnamon bun with icing, basically. With like pink wow. icing on. They're amazing. <laughs> so yeah, reminds we don't eat reminds, of, <laughs> reminds me of Persians, not Persians. <laughs> remember, 15 hours of Thunder Bay, but you got to piss so fucking bad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I told them they don't like the snow that can move to Florida with all the gators and the hurricanes. Hmm. See, I would take the snow and like almost minus thirty weather and over freaking hurricanes and gators. <laughs> Me too. 
<laughs> and the heat. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, I, you know, I may bitch about the cold, but you know what? I like the cold and, like, the, you know, fall time because, like, cozy hoodies and all that stuff, right? I'm not much of a, like, I like summer, but, I don't know, fall and winter are kind of my seasons. <laughs> well, I'm a... <laughs> I'm a thick bearded guy, so summer does not agree with me. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple of weeks ago, we didn't have the heat on at work yet. Everybody was cold, and I go, well, you guys laughed at me all summer for growing a beard, but who's laughing now? <laughs> yep. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> right, shall we get into it? The the all the stuff that came for the nerdy stuff that we do to get in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, if everybody hasn't fallen asleep yet, let's get on to the pop culture. Oh, the, we're talking <laughs> about weather. Ugh. Ugh. Listen to us on Black Friday, so they're either tired from shopping or they're in their turkey coma still. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they're talking about snow. Uh, click. Snow. <laughs> Winter is coming. <laughs> Technically not for another month. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if you're in northwestern Ontario, it's basically arrived, so... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, on to the pop culture shit. Enough about weather. (laughs) So, uh, you mentioned you like to blast the Christmas music when you're putting up your tree and all that stuff and getting in the spirit. Do you have any specific go-to tracks that you listen to for Christmas? Oh, whole whack of them. Um, I like, um... Well, for putting up the tree, I like, you know, Jingle Bell Rock. Like, to think of the tracks off the top of my head, you know, Jingle Bell Rock and, you know, uh, Rudolph Red-Nosed Reindeer and, um, you know, John Lennon's Happy Christmas and, um, you know, Dean Martin, Baby It's Cold Outside, um, you know. Uh, don't say that song around down here. Well, <laughs> I will. They still, <laughs> they still, people people complain about it, but they still play it. So exactly. Come on now. I I believe last year I think it was a radio station in Kentucky or somewhere or Tennessee played "Baby It's Cold Outside" for forty eight straight hours. <laughs> wow. See, I don't, take I don't... that. Take that, millennials. Yeah. <laughs> take that, you snowflakes. Anyway, <laughs> bring it back to winter. Yay! <laughs> Just when you thought you got away uh, from <laughs> Snow puns. I get it. <laughs> it's snow funny. Uh, do you want to make a? Do you want to make a snow pun? Frosting on me now, gee. <laughs> that's that's cold. Uh, 
Uh, yep. <laughs> well, you're saying that uh, maybe it's cold outside. Who are some other ones? So you uh, sound like you like you like more of the traditional stuff. It sounds yes. like. Yes, I'm definitely into the classics. Like, I've tried to listen to different versions of you know the classic songs and stuff. Um, the one exception I will give is like I love um, like Michael Bublé's Christmas CD because it's just really really good. Because um, he does some of the classics and stuff, and and it's sort of like his genre of music is sort of like it's that little bit of big band kind of style. So it's almost like the classic stuff. So yeah, I li- I listen to that, and I listen to you know um, what's the other one? Uh, Seth MacFarlane did a Christmas CD too. I love that one. Oh, oh really? Yeah, it's a good one. Shut. <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, I'm definitely about the classics and like, you know, try to listen to the different, you know, people, more modern people do older songs and it's just like, no, it's not, it's not the same. And it's just like, you know, listen to, you know, different versions of like Frosty the Snowman and it's like, nope, the only version that is acceptable to me is Jimmy Durante singing that song. It's like, that's it. Yeah. All right. No. No other person can do it except him. <laughs> I feel I feel the same way about Burl Ives' uh, versions of uh, Rudolph Fred Nose Reindeer and uh, Have a Holly Jolly Christmas. Yeah, definitely. Like my my Christmas playlist is all the like you know classic original ones because you can't go wrong with those ones. You know, some you know like some new ones in there too, but it's mostly yeah the kind of classic songs um i do also like uh toolbox christmas which is um basically it's power tools playing christmas songs hmm. so like they've created music like you have power tools and stuff and it, they play christmas songs it is super cool <laughs> so, sounds like when they try to cash in on back back in the 90s and i was like middle school they had uh some uh I can't remember what it was called, but like dogs barking uh Christmas carols. I can't remember what it was called for the life of me though. Mm. <laughs> That'd be kinda weird. I don't know. <laughs> I'll take power tools over uh dogs barking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm with you. I like a lot of the more classic stuff. There's a radio station down here, like right around November 1st, November 2nd, they start playing Christmas music 24-7, right up until Christmas Day. Mm. I'll tune into that every now and then. It's the only time of the year I listen to that freaking radio station, (laughs) because they play a lot of the modern poppy stuff that I'm not really into. But, uh... Like I agree, I like a lot of those classics too. But I also wrote down some more modern. I have some modern, more modern ones. Like, have you ever heard "The Seasons Upon Us" by Dropkick Murphys? I feel like I have. Yeah. Oh, that one's great. It's on their uh, "Signed and Sealed in Blood" album. Yeah. <clears throat> Seasons upon us. It's that time of year. Brandy and eggnog. There's plenty of cheer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Another one I like. I like uh, Let Me Kill Mister's uh, cover of Run Run Rudolph. Oh it's yes. Let me let me Dave Grohl and Billy Gibbons. Yes. That's yes. a good one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but a uh, couple of albums though I listen to. One that's near and dear to my heart since I've been a kid is uh, John Denver and the Muppets, A Christmas Together. He used to have that on vinyl. I remember having that on vinyl as a kid. Then I, I have. A, I used to. <laughs> then I then I had it on a cassette tape. Now I still have it on CD. Oh, nice. But uh, it's got my favorite Christmas song of all time on it too. It's Little Saint Nick by Doctor Teeth and Electric Mayhem. Mm-hmm. But I listen to that album all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Another album uh, I've bought in my adulthood is uh, Hal- Rob Halford from Judas Priest. He has an album of Christmas songs. It's oh, called yeah? Winter Songs. Oh yeah, he's got he's got some original he's got some original ones on like he's got some original content like Get Into the Spirit, which is a real good one. Yeah. And he's got like Oh Come All You Faithful and uh, We Three Kings. Hmm. So I'd definitely check that one out if you can find it. If yeah. you're a priest fan. See, I don't I don't listen to them often, but I don't I'm not saying I don't like them. I think their songs are decent, so I'm gonna check that out. Oh, wow. That'd be awesome. I love Rob Halford. And another uh, then there's like a short what do we call it like an EP or an LP, uh, the Misfits put one out called Horror Xmas. And it's got only it's only got three tracks on it, but it's their cover of uh, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, which is pretty good. Uh, oh, yeah, they wrote good. this song about the Island of Misfit Toys from Rudolph, and then they they did a cover of Blue Christmas. Mm-hmm. I don't think but, I've uh, heard them, but the other the other two I've heard, yeah. Hmm. But uh, yeah, that's a good album. And then I also TSO Terrence and Baron Orchestra is always a go to for me too this time of year. They just put out some amazing stuff. Mm. Seen them live twice. They put on a. It's a really good live show too. Cool. But I, I wish. I really wish I had that John Denver on vinyl still. But I got it on CD, so it's just as good. Yeah. No, I um. <laughs> uh. Well, my dad he had it on vinyl, and a bunch of other Christmas records, and uh, yeah, I basically I called dibs on most of his records and especially the christmas one so yeah i have that one and i have uh um oh gosh i'm blanking uh frosty snowman and um oh my god um uh bing crosby's white christmas and yeah i've got a bunch of them so I have more. Is that the one he did with, that the one he did with David Bowie, or that was Little Drummer Boy. Yeah, Little Drummer Boy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have quite a few Christmas records over like Christmas, a couple of Christmas CDs, but um, mostly yeah, on vinyl, where I have most of my music. <laughs> You're one of those hipsters, and everything sounds better on vinyl, man. My vinyl. I almost. I gotta get like two. I think two more, and then I officially have a hundred records. So, because that's just me. 
Cheesy, crazy. Hachi machi. The only thing is, well, you can't go anywhere without seeing vinyl. I can't. <laughs> can't go to a bookstore without seeing vinyl everywhere now. That's weird to me. Like I, out of the chapters, which is now Indigo, they changed the name. Um, they got vinyl, and it's just like I don't know. That's weird. I haven't bought anything from there yet, but I'm probably not going to. But because <laughs> it's just weird. But um, yeah. I don't know they got vinyl everywhere now. It's like <laughs> it's become uh, the in thing, man. That's awesome. So remember, it <laughs> used to be hard to find. It had to be a hunt. Now you can just find it anywhere. I know it kind of does suck though, because yeah, there's been a few like over the years that I've gone literally like you know a few years of hunting for a record. And, like, I still kind of have to if I want to find anything new. Like, Sunrise, yeah, they'll have new records, but not always a lot of stuff. Um, But, like, yeah, we only have one record shop now. And they mostly have, like, older stuff and then people that, like, bring in stuff or whatever. Um, We used to have, like, we used to have two of them, but then they both closed. Like, (laughs) so, yeah, it's... uh, yeah, my two haunts before we even had record shops was like down in Duluth, Electric Fetus. That was always my haunt, and then Vertigo Records in Ottawa was always my. I had to haunt those two. So. Electric yeah. Fetus. Yep. That's what it's called. <laughs> it's been around for I don't know fifty years now. It's a pretty old store, but it's awesome. Good for a hipster like me. <laughs> uh, yeah. First time I went there, I'm like, I don't even, I couldn't even remember what was else was in the store because they have like a bunch of stuff. I was like, beeline for the vinyl. I saw it and I was like, <gasps> and I freaking ran to the vinyl and I was in my happy place. I was like flipping through and it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> such a hipster Uh, when I grew my beard out and started wearing flannel I had to assure people I was not a hipster (laughs) I know how to cut down a tree I know how to change a tire I'm not a hipster (laughs) no I well I dubbed myself the Northwestern Ontario Redneck so you know I got my oh, flying. You're either, you're either a hick, a skater, or a hockey player. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a hick. <laughs> but I only. Most people just assume everybody fly was a hick, too, so. Yeah. Well, basically, I dubbed myself that because, um, like, people from Toronto and, like, Southern Ontario, that's where the kind of the snobby people are. So, like,. You know, with their noses so high up in the air, it'd scrape the ceiling. So they basically think that we're a bunch of rednecks up here. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a hell of a lot of pride in that and be like, yeah, I'm a Northwestern Ontario redneck. 
It's like, no, I'm not a snobby person like you people. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Take that. (laughs) Although most people have never heard of Thunder Bay, so you mention it and it's like, what? Oh, no. Thanks to popularity of Letterkenny. I think more people have heard of Thunder Bay through the popularity of Letterkenny. Well, that's true. Great day for Thunder Bay. (laughs) Although, there is like, there is a Thunder Bay, Michigan, so there's not only, you know, not the only Thunder Bay, so. There's There's a Thunder Bay grill down in Davenport. Yeah, Nick's told me about that. Yeah, it's a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've talked about music and, you know, things that we listen to. Hey, let's move on to what kind of movies do we watch? Like, what's our, our kind of go-to movies? We do movies or specials? Well, pick one. What would you like to talk about? Uh, let's start with the Christmas specials real quick. Okay. So I'm sure some of the movies I wrote down. Well, I got some specials written down in my movie list too. But like, I wrote down a lot of the classics I used to watch as a kid, like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer from '64. Uh, what's considered to be the first ever Christmas special, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol back from '62. You got Garfield's Christmas special from the 80s. You got uh, Frost the Snowman, like we mentioned, and then the original Grinch from 1966. Mm-hmm. I threw a couple other ones up there from my childhood, but I still try to watch frequently, like Mickey's Christmas Carol and uh, Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown, Muppet Family Christmas. Not to be confused with Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet mm-hmm. Family Christmas, where you have the Muppets. Sesame Street and the Fraggles all under one house together. Plus Doc and plus Doc and Sprocket from uh, Fraggle Rock. <laughs> I don't think I've actually seen that. It's on YouTube. I'll have to send you a link to it. But it's yeah. from like 1987, I think. Okay. You get a, you get a performance from Electric Mayhem in there, singing cool. uh, Jingle Bell, singing Jingle Bell Rock. Nice. Okay, I definitely have to see this now. <laughs> yeah, I was I you cannot really find it anywhere to mm. buy. But I was at a comic book convention a few years ago. They had a bootleg copy of it for ten bucks. I'm like, I should have bought it. I should have bought it. See, but you can find it on you can find it on YouTube. We used yeah. to have a we used to have like a, a VHS tape of a bunch of Christmas specials on there and that was always on there. Yeah. If you consider yourself a Jerry Jim Henta fan, you need to watch this. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What, what did you watch as a kid? Um, basically, mine is is a lot of the same, really. Um, you know, like I think my first, maybe my first Christmas thing that I watched was maybe Rudolph or uh, no Frosty. Frosty the Snowman was my first one, and I think I had it. Happy birthday! <laughs> I think I... Did I have it on... I think I had it on VHS. can't remember. It's been so freaking long. can't remember. Or I might have had it recorded and then on, like, recorded on VHS or something. 
Um, but yeah, that was my first one, and I absolutely like that was my favorite. And then, uh, you know, Rudolph Red Nosed Reindeer, absolutely loved. Um, and then, yeah, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, and that's the only one I'll watch. I'm, the other ones, no. <laughs> That's the only that's the only good one. So yeah, those were like kind of my main ones um, that I watched as a kid because you know it's just kind of your classic Christmas stuff. And then yeah, then Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, <clears throat> um, that was kind of more recently, like that I watched that one. But yeah, Frosty, Rudolph, and Grinch were my go-to's. Um, yeah, for for like childhood stuff, and then obviously, like you still watch them now because they're just awesome. So, <laughs> and classics are they considered classics up in Canada too? Hmm? Are they consider like Frosty and Rudolph? Are they consider classics up there too in Canada? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely Rudolph and Frosty are like the classics, and they're always played on TV and stuff. And so yeah, and then Grinch. You know, it's definitely, you know, those classic ones. Um, yeah, they get the most play out of, you know. Like, they'll have their, like, CBC will have their, like, their Christmas movies that they'll play throughout December and whatever. But I think, like, the most play is, you know, the animated ones because it's just, you know, a classic. So uh, yeah. I got a debate last year because somebody said that uh, Rudolph and all of them were not classics. Oh, T to you they're classics. Like no, to everybody these are classics. Yes. My friend Josh from uh my job in Des Moines, he and I love to go back and forth about elf practice from Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer. <laughs> we'd listen to me and him were working together in the back of the plant, we'd be listening to that. We'd be listening to Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer together or something like that. And this person, why weren't you in elf practice? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I always, I'm constantly quoting Yukon Cornelius, and he's like, you know, the, the you know, with the pick, and he's like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, for anything in life, it's like, if I can't find something, I'm like, nothing. <laughs> I'm like, Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> so last year, when I was watching, when I was watching Rudolph last year, it was the first time I realized that Yukon Cornelius had a gun. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, what the like, fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is he doing like, with that? Like, <laughs> luckily for him, lucky for him, Bumble's bounced, because why didn't he just shoot the goddamn thing instead of driving it off the cliff? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it took me like 34 years to realize that Yukon Cornelius had a gun strapped to his hip the whole time. Why don't you shoot the damn thing? Yeah, and then I didn't even know until you pointed that out to me, and then I watched it. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> How did I not notice? It's like right there. It's just like uh, when I watched Great Pumpkin this year, and I watched, and Lucy was on the cover of the TV guide that she's reading. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, while we were recognizing Lucy on the cover of TV guide, 
Charles Schultz is in his grave laughing. Like, you know how Jeff Dunham makes Walter laugh from his case? Yeah. <laughs> That's how Charles Schultz is laughing right now. I'm turning like here to laughing. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lucky, lucky for him, Bumble's bounce. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or anyway, we're probably going to have a little bit of Rudolph discussion in our next episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about Letter Kenny. <laughs> so, um, is there any. So, do you prefer the more traditional Christmas movies or do you prefer non traditional Christmas movies? Well, it kind of depends. It's like, well, I don't know. Because I have such a mix of, like, Christmas movies that I like. So, I like the classics, you know. Um, definitely, like, you know, near and dear because you watch it throughout the years. But, I don't know. I like, I like both, really. Um, if it's, like, a different take on Christmas or if it's, you know... It doesn't have to be, you know, a traditional one, really. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of just... A little bit of both is good. I'm not really like, no, it has to be traditional or other, you know. What about you? I don't, I don't think a lot of the ones I have are really traditional. Like, maybe A Christmas Story? Yeah. That's probably about the most traditional one I watch. And that, mm-hmm. down here in the States... I believe it's on. I know I have a 50 50 shot of getting this wrong. I want to say it's TBS starting like 7 o'clock on Christmas Eve. They play a Christmas story for 24 straight hours. Uh, I usually catch I usually catch it a couple times uh, mm-hmm. during that rotation. I also own it on Blu ray so I can watch it whenever I want. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, looking at my list, I'm like, that's probably really the only. "Quote unquote traditional Christmas movie I have, unless you consider Nightmare Before Christmas a Christmas movie, but Which... we don't have enough time for the, we don't have enough time for that debate. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's a Christmas. Like even my my list is yeah, like a Christmas story is the only like traditional quote unquote movie. Otherwise, it's all sort of it's a variety of stuff." Like it's, Elf it's too, but I didn't, I didn't write Elf down. I don't write. I don't watch Elf a whole lot, but yeah, I love that movie. I love Elf. Or Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, Grinch movie from last year is a pretty good one too, though. Yeah, I highly recommend giving that one a watch. Okay. See, I haven't seen it because I'm just see, I'm I'm like original animated Grinch, so I you know well, I, maybe I'll I'm give it a. I'm lucky enough to have I'd recommend it. I'm actually lucky enough to have seen original animation cells from the original Grinch. That was pretty cool. A few years ago at a museum display. And I actually knew more about animation than the guy running the exhibit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> some old guy, some old man, volunteer. Me and my buddy Jason are walking through. <laughs> like, I go up and talk to the guy at the exhibit. And I'm like dropping all these facts on him. Well, the Grinch and how, I think they had like animation cells from Cin- Disney Cinderella and some Looney Tunes and uh, all kinds of shit. 
there. It was pretty cool. Oh, that would have been awesome to see. Oh. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but I do remember, I do vividly remember there being uh, cells from the 60s Grinch there, 1966 Grinch. Cool. Uh, so what kind of non-traditional Christmas movies do you have on your list? Uh, well, I've got Nightmare Before Christmas, because damn it, it's a Christmas movie. It's also a Halloween movie, so it's like you get win-win for like seasonal movies. Or you could also, <laughs> or, or, just like watch it in July or February, because fuck it. Exactly. You can watch it at any damn <laughs> and it's awesome. <laughs> but, you know, especially at Halloween, it's like, yeah, and I gotta, I gotta watch the shit out of that movie because I got I didn't get to watch it this Halloween because my the DVD that I had snapped in half and I'm like, I literally cried. I don't know how I managed to do it, but I was gonna watch it. I put it in the DVD player and then it it wasn't reading it, so I'm like, okay. So I took it out and I oh, it's like snapped in half. I'm like, I literally oh. cried. I was like, oh. let me give you. Melissa, let me give you a pro tip. When you want to put a DVD in, do not slam it down on the tray. I don't. I'm not abusive to DVDs. <laughs> well, the outcome of the story would tell different, says differently. <laughs> anyway, um, well, now I have, I have a DVD now. I found it, and so I'm going to definitely watch it. Uh, this Christmas, so... Have, have you um, read the book yet? What? They made a children's book of, like, Tim Burton's original story. I have not. I keep trying to convince myself to buy it, but I just don't want to pay the price tag for it. Like, 17 bucks, I think, but maybe I'll just stop being a cheapskate and get it this year, finally. But I think it's got some of Tim's original artwork in it, too. Oh, okay, that would be worth it. Okay, if it was, like, 50 bucks, well... Hell no, but seventeen. He, be- okay. he better <laughs> have signed it <laughs> for fifty bucks, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, like for my night Christmas movie, yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas, um, uh, Polar Express, Elf, A Christmas Story, uh, Santa Claus, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's um, a good one. I will fucking love that movie. I can, God, I can quote it for days. <laughs> do you have a do you have a do you have build a bears up in Canada? No. So they're having they're releasing a cousin Eddie bear. Oh. maybe I need to go down to Duluth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a. It might be an online exclusive because my girlfriend and I just said build a bear the other day and they didn't have any. But it was funny. We the day we went to uh, build a bear, we saw this awesome new Joker bear that they have. And I shit you not, two other people that day shared that bear on my wall on Facebook. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, oh, awesome. <laughs> they've had some cool bears, and I've never like. Pulled the trigger and get one. They've had like a Boba Fett bear I wanted to get, or they have Jack and Sally bears up now. And they have like Joker Harley bears. So they had Ewok bears too at one point. I want an Ewok bear. <laughs> God damn. You 
build a bear here. But, but <laughs> I think a lot of them. I think a lot of them are uh, online exclusive. But when we were there the day they had uh, Kylo Ren and Ray, because of course you got Star Wars coming out. And, uh, yeah. I didn't mean to go off on that side tangent, but go ahead. You're talking about Christmas Vacation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that one I like. I can watch. Honestly, that one and like Nightmare Before Christmas, you can watch anytime. I don't know. I feel like, you know, but it's definitely my like number one movie that I watch like the most during the Christmas season because it's just the best movie ever. <laughs> Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do you ever see the meme of uh clark wearing his blackhawks jersey it says the first blackhawks fan before 2005 yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've seen that one <laughs> yeah and then uh uh what else? and then i think i did I mention Elf in there? Probably. Maybe not. I don't know. Yep, um, Elf, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the Doctor Who Christmas specials. Um, they've done quite a few um, over the years. So, yeah, I definitely, like, I have those on DVD and I watch those every year. And there was. Last year, they're not doing one this year, though? They aren't? Yeah, I haven't really followed along recently. Like, I haven't even watched the latest season with the female Doctor. I've kind of been. Well, I... I don't know. I thought you shared behind. something that they weren't doing one this year. No, or maybe I did, and I don't remember. That's a thing. <laughs> I don't know. I've been sharing a, a lot of stuff lately, so I can't remember. And then, like, I flooded timelines today with um, it being Doctor Who Day, so 56 years young. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's basically like my list for like Christmas movies and stuff that I watch. And you got, um, you got and a then, lot more well, traditional ones than I do. Yeah, and then like for me, Christmas Eve. I don't know why, but like I can't watch. It's the only movie I don't watch until Christmas Eve, and then late as hell. I don't know. I just I've done it since I don't know. It's been years. Um, was the black and white version of A Christmas Carol with Alistair Sim on Christmas Eve? I gotta watch that movie. I, I don't know. I can only watch it then. I don't. I don't watch it at any other time except like the other ones. Yeah, I watch through all throughout December and and maybe early November if I'm really into you know excited for Christmas or whatever. But um, that one is definitely my go-to on Christmas Eve. So I was I was gonna ask uh, as a topic of discussion, what's your favorite version of a Christmas Carol? There's so many out there. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, my my absolute favorite. Like, I've seen, you know, A Muppet Christmas Carol, and I, I have seen, you know, the other versions of it, but my absolute favorite is, yeah, the black and white version with Alistair Sim. That is my number one favorite. Yeah. Mine's, a Mickey, mine's Mickey's Christmas Carol from 1983. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that it's on Disney Plus, so that makes me really happy. I'll watch a crappy version of it on uh, YouTube. I can watch it on Disney Plus. I think so. I think Scrooge McDuck is the perfect Ebenezer Scrooge. Mm. I haven't seen that. 
Not in a long time. I should watch it now. I have Disney Plus, so. <laughs> Yay! Canada got something. I know, right? Yes! <laughs> and it seems to be all the same as everybody else, which is amazing because, like, we have, you know, we have Netflix up here and it's very different to, like, what the United States has. So it's like, yay, we have the same shit. <laughs> Take note, I, DC I, Universe. <laughs> I caught, I caught grief. I caught grief because one of the first things I started watching on Disney Plus was Simpsons. And like, you can watch Simpsons anywhere. I'm like, well, not all thirty seasons of it. I can only watch the most recent season. But like, to be fair, to be fair, I, uh, the first thing I watched on Disney Plus was some of the old shorts, from like the thirties and forties. Then I started watching the original original DuckTales when I was a kid. So, yeah. I watched, because um, I hadn't watched it in, like, I don't know if I even own it, actually. But um, I watched Toy Story. That was, like, my, yeah. That was, that was huge in my childhood. So it was, like, all oh, nostalgia. I'm like, I'm a kid again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing. And that's what I've done with, like, on Disney Plus, my watch list is basically my childhood right there. <laughs> a lot of mine, too. Like, my watch list, I put a bunch of documentaries on there I've heard about, like uh, Frank and Ollie and Waking Sleeping Beauty. I've heard about those in the Disorder podcast. Yeah. I put DuckTales from the 80s on there. I put the new DuckTales on there because I started listening to that. And, uh, one of the doctors is the voice of Scrooge McDuck now. Yeah. And, um. Um. I'll I'll do Darkwing Duck on my watch list, and of course the Mandalorian. Yes. So, I love Baby Yoda. <laughs> I like or or Baby whatever species Yoda is. Exactly. Because I, I looked it up online just to be sure. Yeah, Yoda's an unknown species, so. Yeah. So oh, it's wow. baby, whatever, baby, whatever species Yoda is. <laughs> <laughs> baby question mark. Baby question mark, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have discussed before, I go, Mandalorian's a lot lighter than I thought it would be. Yeah, I was kind of expecting sort of a, I don't know, a darker story, but yeah. I, was, I, wasn't, ex I wasn't expecting like DC dark and gritty. Like a Dark Knight or BVS, dark and gritty, but I wasn't expecting it to be light and. I didn't, I didn't expect it to have. The, I didn't. I didn't expect it to have the Disney fluff that it does. Like it's still good. I still enjoy it, but say so I was like a little more darker, like more like uh, a little bit closer to the movie series, but it's still good. John Favreau is crushing it. So oh, he is. I freaking I love John Favreau as a director. Like he's. It's just really what. It's like a, it just wasn't what a, it was. It was a lot more lighthearted than I expected. Like, because I mentioned yeah. it when he's like getting his, he's getting his butt kicked by the Jawas and stuff in that second episode. <laughs> like, and he's like yeah. trying to crawl, crawl up the sand crawler, and he just get, keeps getting knocked down. Like, a lot more lighthearted than I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, God, but still, but still, but still, but still entertaining though. Still entertaining. Very much. I love that one droid. Oh, uh, self-destruct now. <laughs> I, shall, I shall initiate self-destruct. Self-destruct. No! <laughs> okay, turns it off. I shall initiate self-destruct. 
My favorite character is been Nick Nolte's character. I have spoken. Yes. Oh, I love him. <laughs> and I loved... I don't. You probably noticed, because you always notice the small details of stuff. Um, but when um, the Mandalorian is going to... I think when he's when he's going to see that guy about the deal or whatever, and there's the the thing that I don't even know what the hell you call it, but it's like that the camera thing that comes out, and it's like the yeah. thing that comes out, and it's got the, it's the same thing and voice from Jedi. Davos Palace. Davos Palace. I was like, oh! like yeah. And, uh... <laughs> the creature that hangs out, the little furry creature that hangs out on top of Jabba, he's in a cage too. Yeah. In that same scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. I, I thought I, every episode that thing has been featured in, I think of uh, Jabba's Palace. Yeah, that was my first thought. I was like, ah! And I really love that, um, well, Bill Burr, he's going to be in it. Oh, yeah. He's in a, in a later episode. And what's he, and it, the reasoning he's he's in it is basically because like for many years Bill Burr has basically made fun of Star Wars like he and even on um, Nerdist podcast he he doesn't get Star Wars like he's seen it but he doesn't get it and he, you know he's always made fun of it. It's like is he gonna put uh, is he gonna put Mando through a fucking wall? <laughs> <laughs> I'll put you through a fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was thinking about that. Anyway, um, but yeah, he's always made fun. He's always called it like um, self-help, but with Muppets, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, John Favreau thought it would be because, like, he knows that you know Bill Burr's always made fun of Star Wars and stuff, and so he basically he cast him because he thought it would be funny to have someone who's not a fan to be in it. So that's why he's in it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's almost, it's almost like uh, Mark Marin not being a fan of comic book movies, but he's in Joker. Yeah. He's now in <laughs> one of the biggest comic book movies of all time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go on. Well, back to Christmas. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys, we kind of on the side tangent. We're we're in a galaxy far, far away there for a minute. You think we at least would have mentioned the uh, the Star Wars holiday special if we were going to go on that kind of a side tangent, but it started with Mickey's Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nerds. <laughs> nerds! Nerds! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we it kind sounds of talk- like you're... Huh? So you're more you're more traditional Christmas than I am. Sounds Definitely. like. Definitely, I know. I'm. It's just like you know my classic movies that I like, and it's just I don't know. I'm very much rooted in like, you know, because you don't fucks with tradition, especially at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, especially on Christmas. <laughs> so you know, I think yeah, it's just yeah, it's traditional for me, and I just you know I like the traditional movies, and then the other ones as well, and. Yeah, I'm firmly rooted in that, definitely. Well, I'm sitting here looking at my list, and a lot of mine are very... I think a lot of them may consider Christmas movies now, but uh, 
I was waving the flag long before they became popular. Like first one I have written down on my list is Gremlins. I watch Gremlins every Christmas. Mm. Which I get debates. It's like Christmas. Well, yeah, it is. It is. It's Gizmo's a Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. And it's Christmas uh, time. <laughs> that movie turns thirty that movie turned thirty five this year. Oh wow. There's a lot of good quote unquote Christmas movies that turn thirty like turn have anniversaries this year. I wanted to review for the show. Gremlins is one of them. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas we already mentioned which we, I'm sure we could do a whole episode on Nightmare Before Christmas mm-hmm. um, another one I wrote down is Batman Returns mm-hmm. Christmas is vaguely mentioned in it but it takes place during Christmas time so I watch it every Christmas yeah. and another one Christmas is well, it's set around Christmas but it's uh, Krampus mm-hmm. have you seen that one? I haven't seen that one no I would say it came out in like 2015. It's by the same guy, director Trick or Treat, and he's going to be directing uh, Michael Dodery. He's also going to be directing uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, coming out next year. Yes, it's 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 a very uh, horror comedy style movie. Yeah. I'm gonna have to put that on my list to watch. So yeah, I think I I saw like the trailer for it or something, but then I didn't see it. Yeah, and for <clears throat> for those who aren't aren't familiar with the tradition of Krampus. Krampus knocked it's called Krampus knocked and it usually happens like December fifth, usually. Mm-hmm. My best friend's birthday. <laughs> December fifth. Uh, Krampus is essentially to, in layman's terms, Krampus is essentially the anti Santa. So he instead of punishing bad kids, he actually takes them away, puts them in a bag and carries them away. And I think it's, it's usually celebrated in like Germany, Austria, that kind of area. They have like a huge thing like every December 5th. But yeah, Krampus is really like picked up in the pop culture, uh, pop culture scene here the last few years. Definitely. I actually have a shirt um, that says greetings from, uh, is it greeting? yeah, greetings from Krampus. And it's got a picture of Krampus on it. It's like a Christmas shirt. <laughs> 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 a local uh, t-shirt maker made it. He has like a whole bunch of stuff that he made makes for Christmas, and that was one of them. So I got that one. <laughs> nice. I also, yes. I also gave. I actually sent one to uh, Madison because <laughs> she saw oh, that. I, yeah, I posted it online, and she's like, oh, "I want." So then I basically I sent it to her for Christmas. So nice. I, I talked with her dad and. And we made a deal, and I sent it to her. So, I sent it to him, and then he gave it to her on on Christmas. So she was like absolutely excited. So mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I also got because he also made. I don't, or no, I don't think he made it, but he added it to his collection because um, he also runs like a local shop too. Um, I got um, a Freddy Krueger Christmas T-shirt, and it's he sees you when you're sleeping, and it's. Freddy Krueger and yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Sir, so, uh, yes, I I didn't write many down because I I watch Elf. But I don't watch Elf regularly. Christmas Vacation, same thing. Not things I watch every year, but like I, said, I try to watch Krampus every December fifth. Try to watch uh, Charlie Chris Charlie Brown's Christmas. I'll watch throughout the year. But Love Family Christmas is one I try to start watching again. 
on the reg. But uh, is there any new traditions you try to incorporate? Like anything new you try to throw in your rotation within like in the last year or two? Not really, no. I don't really have anything new in in my rotation. Like it really hasn't changed. <laughs> it really hasn't changed over the years. Like it's always been the kind of the same movies. Um, yeah, I'm I'm stuck. I'm I'm stuck in my ways. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've tried I've tried to incorporate a couple new things. And now this year, letter I try to incorporate the letter Kenny Christmas episode in there now. So I. So I guess, Laugh yeah, so hard during it. Yeah. So I guess that that and, one's definitely a new one in there. So maybe I'm not completely. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shazam. Shazam's the one I try to throw in there too. Mm. Shazam takes place during Christmas. Mm. And uh and the Bendit Cumberbatch uh, version of Grinch. Yeah. Try to throw those in there. Yeah. Other than that, I'm trying to I'm trying to throw a lot of cheesy Christmas stage horror movies in my rotation too i just watched uh, the original black christmas from 1974 a little bit ago to mm. prepare for the, the 12th remake of the movie that's coming out this year which i have no interest in seeing um i just i just rented a uh, silent night deadly night which is another one that's supposed to be bad but it's got a cult following to it mm. that one also turns 35 this year oh and Black Christmas turns 45 this year. But you gotta give props to Black Christmas because if it wasn't for Black Christmas, we wouldn't have John Carpenter's Halloween. Mm. And uh, I have another one I haven't quite watched yet, but it's in my collection. It's called Christmas Evil. And it's by the Troma Studios, the same studios that did like The Toxic Avenger and Class of Newcomb High. So I try to throw those. I'm going to try to like work like a a corny Christmas horror movie into my rotation all the time. Once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you say? Have we gotten everyone in the Christmas spirit yet? I think so. If they if they haven't gotten into the Christmas spirit after this, or if they don't want to watch a uh, Christmas movie after this, then, well, I don't know what to say. <laughs> But this time of year, you can literally, literally, literally watch one every 20 seconds on uh, Lifetime yeah. or Hallmark or whatever. Probably both channels. Probably, yeah. But, yeah. I definitely want to watch Christmas movies now after talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I will later, too. Yeah. Like I'm, as, I'm, as I'm staring around my room, I'm looking at my copy of Shazam sitting on the floor. Like, yeah, maybe I'll throw that in. Yeah. Or I'll probably wall. <laughs> or I'll probably watch Chris Letter Kenny Christmas special again. <laughs> uh, I watched it again today, and oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, so good. Spoiler alert! That's the topic of our next episode. So tune in next week when we talk about Letter Kenny Christmas: colon, Three Wise Men. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll take a shot at it. Take a shot at it. It's it's an expose on mind over matter. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Patter, let's get Advent. <laughs> so. 
hope you enjoyed our list of uh, what gets you in the Christmas spirit. Again, we very then we freaking steamrolled off the off the beaten path talking about the Mandalorian there for a brief minute. <laughs> <laughs> but what else would you expect with a United Nations podcast? Right, constantly going off the rails and something else. So I think our listeners should be used to it by now. <laughs> uh, I was. I was talking to Mikey the other day at work about how when him and his wife do their videos for RNF Haberdashery, how Nikki's very organized and Mikey just likes to wing it and he likes to go off the beaten path. I'm like, Sounds have familiar. you listened to me, Melissa? Have you listened to my podcast? <laughs> 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 Melissa's the organized one. And I'm the one that just shoots the shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, behold, we're having a Christmas episode. We're talking about the Mandalorian for 10 minutes. Yeah. I even had notes. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I actually took notes too. This is probably the first time since episode three or four that I've taken notes. Wow. <laughs> you should you should frame that or something. That's like that in the history book right there. <laughs> well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to forget something. Well, I know. Like, I, was like, like, I can't for example, forget. Example, nothing I, I, uh, example. I, I, I didn't write it down, even though we're going to talk about it this year. Is uh, Rocco's Christmas episode? Like I've mm. watched it, but it's not a traditional. It's not a traditional thing, but we are going to talk about it this year because it turns twenty five this year. Mm. Like I said, it's another Christmas special. That doesn't get talked about a lot. Kind of yeah. gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. I haven't seen that one, so I'll have to. Obviously, I'll have to watch it before <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> You got like the Alf Christmas special. You got um I wanna bring do you, you have any before we say goodbye, a, a quick random thought. <laughs> Look, squirrel. Uh what? <laughs> you had you had do you have any uh moments from television shows like this random not like a whole episode itself that deals with Christmas, but do you have any Christmas moments and shows that you like? Because one that springs to my head, to give an example, one that springs to my head. I think it's probably the first Big Bang Theory Christmas episode when Penny gives uh, Sheldon the autographed napkin from Leonard Nimoy. Yes. That, yeah, I was actually just thinking about that. One in my head. I think you're in my head or something. Because, yes, that that is such a sweet, heartwarming moment. Like, he, she, you know, gives him that, and, and he's just like, oh. and then and then, oh, he wiped his mouth with it. And I can make feel boy. <laughs> He's just like, eh. and then you know, and he gets all the gifts and stuff for the baskets. I, I know it's not enough, is it? <laughs> and, then he, and then yeah, Sheldon hugs Penny, and Penny's like, "Look, Sheldon's hugging me." <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a that, set. It's a Saturnalia and miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that one's definitely, yeah, up there with a favorite moment. Like, so heartwarming, and you get to see that. Like you, you know, because like, yeah, Sheldon's such a, he's he's just Sheldon. I don't know. There's no words to really describe him. And yeah, that's the best way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, to see him, like, you know, do things that he doesn't usually do 
is just, you know, it's like it's heartwarming, right? And uh, so, yeah, that's that big moment. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably like the most, at least the most modern example I can think of that pops in my head of a more modern show moment that pops in my head when I think of Christmas. It's that just his reaction alone when he's about to fall back in the chair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think, well, actually, you know, I think of that and I also think, I don't know if it's not really, no, not really heartwarming or anything, but <laughs> um, I think of, like, I think of MASH and there's sort of Christmas episode and um, Hawkeye, he dresses up as Santa Claus and they're going to do like Christmas for the kids and, you know, and he ends up not, uh, being able to give the gifts to the, the kids. He has to go and help a, you know, a wounded soldier and, and, you know, he's, he goes up in the chopper and then he gets, he, um, gets dropped off and, and it's like, look, you know, like, you know, and you say Santa isn't real, you know, from the, like the wounded soldier and, and so, uh, yeah, so I think of that, too. Like, it's kind of a kind of a powerful moment. Like, it's, you know, celebrating Christmas and everything, and but not everybody gets to, you know, celebrate it, right? And uh, so, yeah, I kind of think of that one, too. Like, a big... But for heartwarming, definitely the Big Bang Theory. Cause it's that, just... uh, well, the Batman nerd in me cannot go past up talking about Christmas with the Joker from Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first episodes of the show, and it opens with Mark Hamill as the Joker singing Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. <laughs> Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Layden. And... <laughs> as he's escaping Arkham on a Christmas tree. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I teach, I'm, I'm terrible. I teach kids that all, all every year. <laughs> Well, why the hell would you not? Exactly, right? You have to. They have to know the classic songs. <laughs> they can't not know them. They must be educated. <laughs> I mean, Bart Bart Simpson sang it in 1989 in the first episode of The Simpsons, which that turned that turns 30 this year. Holy cow! Wow. Well, The Simpsons have been around since like 87. And they're on the Tracy Elbert show, but the first episode of The Simpsons was in December of 1989. It was the Christmas episode. Mm. And the opening frames of that, Bart singing Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. <laughs> <laughs> There's another good Batman episode, too, called the, It's Season 3, Season 4, when they renamed it the New Batman Adventures, and it's called Holiday Nights. And you get like three separate stories with, uh, Poison Ivy and Harley are brainwash uh, Bruce Wayne, take him on a little hot Christmas shopping spree. Or then you got Clayface. He has a, a Batgirls at a store shopping for Christmas stuff. And then you have, you're having a string of these thefts, pickpockets of, of kids. It turns out it's Clayface. And then uh, the whole time, you got Harvey Bullock dressed as Santa. <laughs> too as a mall Santa, like a disgruntled mall Santa. So he was bad Santa before Billy. So he was bad Santa before Billy Bob Thornton was. And then you have uh, the third segment is uh, takes place on New Year's Eve with the Joker threatening to uh, kill a bunch of people at midnight. 
And everybody in the crowd's wearing Joker masks, so you can't tell which, which one's the real Joker. <laughs> it's got a nice little heartwarming wrap-up at the end with uh, Gordon and Batman meeting at like a cafe or place at uh, at midnight on New Year's Eve. And like, here, here's another year, and Batman beats him to the check again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a nice little heartwarming wrap-up. It ends with... Uh, Christian Gordon said, one of these years I'm going to beat him to the check. Okay, we survived another year. <laughs> Here's the next year. <laughs> well, we can bring it on home and say, oh, you're in the Christmas spirit now. You better be. I think yeah. Batman's what did it. It's definitely <laughs> Batman. <laughs> yes. Nothing says Christmas like Batman. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Have you read Batman Noel? No. It's very uh, Christmas caroly. Okay. Check it out. I've read it. I read it last year. It's pretty good. Add that to the list of what gets you in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> yeah. Tons of things. Uh, but I just, I, you know. I love Christmas anyway, regardless of movies or anything. It's an amazing time of year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, let's bring it on home for this episode. Um, as usual, you guys can find us on Facebook and on Twitter at United Nations Podcasts. You can find us on Podbean and Apple Podcasts. So, Melissa, why don't you take us out by quoting our great philosopher? I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Merry Christmas, guys. And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.